Thank you for connecting to this podcast for Faith Renewed. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Again, the greatest stories ever told. As we're journeying through the Old Testament together, we now find ourselves today at the book of Ruth. And uh, this is one of only two books in the Bible that you'll see named after a lady. And so uh, we find today, as this story is called about this lady named Ruth, this is one of those stories that we're going to break up into two parts. And um, there's a lot going on in this story. And so I want you to make sure you open up and grab hold of today what God wants you to get. Come back next week and get what else is He wants you to get from this story about the story of Ruth, but this is one of those I like to call, it's like a beautiful love story. Now, you may not be thinking that exactly by where we're going to end this today and where we're going to stop, but this is a beautiful, incredible love story. This is a book, it's very emotional. Uh, it's, uh, it gets very real. It gets very emotional. So maybe it was just fitting that it was named after a lady. Um, I apologize. I'm sorry. No, just but but we're going to see today. I knew that wouldn't go over well, but I did it anyway. I did it first service. They looked at me like that too. Wanted to hurt me, but uh, it's 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 one of these stories. But I want us to see because there's so much here that we need to get as we look at this. And so we're going to hear some things in the story that are so crucial. So I'm going to give you today three things. If you're a note taker, encourage you to jot this down, write these things down. But three things today in this story that are crucial to us that we can grow from and get grab hold of. Number one is this. Tragedy comes to all. Tragedy comes to all. And I'm going to be honest, just go ahead and lay it out there. I love those stories I've gotten to preach through here where we get to see, man, miraculous outcome and where a lot of the story kind of unfolds just kind of right from the beginning. You see God begin to move. But this is a reality, I believe, that God wants us to grab hold of and see is that tragedy comes to all. This is something that we all must face certain things in life. There's some people who go through difficult situations and difficult times in their life, and that tragedy could be, more, be worse than someone else who may be going through something. And so, but it is a fact that we see it. Tragedy comes to all. And we know this, Judges chapter 21, verse 25, we started in Ruth. We ended with Judges. I want you to see why I believe that it's something that we should understand when it comes to tragedy. Where this comes from is Judges chapter 21, verse 25, if you in Ruth 1, you can turn the page back, but verse 25 says this, in those days, there was no king in Israel, and everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. I believe this is, will always be the result of doing what's right in your own eyes, and that's tragedy. We see this, and we can understand just from the fall of man, of what God's plan was for this earth, and how he created it, and how he saw that it was good. If you go back early in the series of the greatest stories of what God made that was good, but we've come to this time to where people were doing what was right in their own eyes, and I think now we see the result, because this is something that always unfold, but God does something. Proverbs 21.2 says this, every man... Uh, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. You understand that God's looking past everything that we're seeing right now. He's looking deep into the heart. But I feel like as we see the tragedies that unfold on this earth, it goes back to a thing called sin. 
Now, there's a lot of times and a lot of ways people have even tried to make this story that we're going to unfold of Ruth, try to say that God did these things to these people. I don't believe that when I read Scripture, I see that God. That's not really the God that I want to serve. Matter of fact, I see just the opposite. But I do see a God in Scripture that can take every situation that comes our way and use it for His glory. He can use it and turn it around and make it work for our good in the end. I believe that's what we see here. So in this story today about Ruth, we see some characters that I want to introduce to you today in just a few moments that we see here. We're going to be missing one character we're going to see next week. But this is who we kind of look at today. We see a guy named Elimelech. This is this man from Bethlehem, Judah. This from Bethlehem, the house of bread. Judah prays. He, he, he comes from the place where the children of Israel were at. And he leaves, he leaves this land. He does so with a woman named Naomi. Naomi is the wife. We're going to see her as a central character in this story. Naomi, uh, her actual name, it means pleasant, delightful, or lovely. They have two sons, and their two sons are named Malon and Chilion. Now, just this is a trip. Their names, Malon means weak or sickly, and Chilion means failing. It's almost like that's from the get-go, a bad idea. You know what I'm saying? Just from day one, come here sickly and failing. I mean, you're setting them up for failure. And so this is just tough, rough story. Malon and Chilion grow up. They go to Moab, and in Moab, where the Moabites are at, in Moab, they actually marry now two girls. We see them as Orpah and Ruth. By the way, Oprah, who y'all know, makes way too much money for what she does, but or, o- Oprah is actually her, her name on her birth certificate is Orpah. They said that she kept getting called Oprah, 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 so she just kind of went with that. But, but we see here Orpah, and we see in the story Ruth. Orpah means phone, and Ruth means friend. And this is what happens. They live 10 years now in Moab as a married family. What would typically take place is the husband and wife would want to have children and so that they could carry on the name. We see that in 10 years, there are no children born of this family. And then we watch something very ugly unfold. Tragedy falls. Now, again, this ain't fun to preach, but this is life in a lot of ways that we have to deal with sometimes. And tragedy comes. We see here in famine falls. We see that there was lack. We see now that death is happening. And and this, again, is something that's sure, that death happens. We see now here, we see a situation of loss. And you're left with now the male figures who are supposed to be leading the home, loving the family. Men, that's what the challenge should always be for us as men and spiritual leaders in our house to step up, lead, love well, set the example. But we see now the male figures are removed from this story. And we're left now with a lady named Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws, Orpah and Ruth. Now, so a lot of things begin to happen. Again, tragic situation. Tragedy unfolds. And as I said, this is like a beautiful, cool love story with a lot of emotions. But you know how a lot of great love stories happen? They begin with tragedy. Uh, and and there are difficult seasons that come through our life. And so we see here tragedy unfold. And we see now Naomi struggling. We see, I, I believe now, Ruth and, and, and Orpah in, in, in great struggle. The men that they loved are now no longer in their lives. I mean, they have to bear those guys, and they're left now in a place of struggle. And now I want us to look at the second point in this. We see that tragedy comes. Tragedy comes for all, but it's crucial. Number two today, and I want us to see is this, 
Our response matters. Our response it matters. <clears throat> what will you do now when you see the tragedy come your way? Because again, I, I, I don't speak this over nobody. I don't declare this. Man, we speak life and not death. We speak hope. We speak healing. That's the God we serve. We believe that. But again, we're in a fallen world until, until God comes down and brings a new heaven and a new earth here. Again, we know that tragedy and tragic things come our way, but our response matters. Now we see in this story, we get to watch the response happen of three different people. And then we get to just kind of follow the example of what happens in our life and make now the choice of which way we will go. We get to see the response of Naomi, the mom. We get to see the response of Orpah and Ruth, the daughter-in-laws, and how they respond to the tragedy that comes in their life. And so let's look now what happens. It, it first of all says that now, since everyone's gone, Naomi wants to go back to Judah. I think there's a lot of stuff in this, in this that, that you, we need to see. But again, one of the things that's this big deal is that, man, I think she wants to go back to the presence of God. She wants to go back to pray. She wants to kind of go back and understand that, man, this ain't working here. I need to go back home. I need to come back to where he's, he's calling me to be. So this is what happens. She loads up. We see Naomi, Orpah, and Ruth head back to Judah. And now this is where I told you it was going to get real. It gets very emotional in the story. We see one of the very first meltdowns that Naomi has in the story. Don't raise your hand if you had a meltdown this week. Don't raise your hand if the person beside you had a meltdown <coughs> this week. Just keep looking ahead. But we watch here how this unfolds. They have the meltdown. And so now she does something. Naomi does something. Who comes again from the family of, uh, of, from Israel who has a relationship with God. Who's supposed to be following him. She does something. She lets the emotions get the best of her. She lets the, the tragedy and the struggle in her life just take the best of her. And she, yet she's going back to the house of prayer. She's going back to the house of bread. She's going back to Bethel and Judah and pray. She's going back there. But in the place of emotion, she looks at Ruth and Orpah, and she tells them this. She says, just turn around and go back to where you came from. She tells them to go and do this, worship the other gods, and go back to worship the gods that were there, those little Gs. She sends them back. Now, again, she's supposed to be the strong one. She's supposed to be kind of having some type of, uh, of a maturity in her life, of her spiritual time, her elder being a little older, a little more wiser. And let me just go ahead and let you know, again, this is probably not the best evangelism plan. Just go on back, worship the other God. But you see her in her frustration say this. Now, we watch here three responses to tragedy unfold. In Ruth chapter 1, verse 14, we watch here where it says, Then they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Now, now, let's look at the responses that happened in her frustration, in her, in her, her sadness, in her tragic place of, of, of emotion. She says, y'all need to go back. Just leave me. You know, I have nothing else for you to offer. You need to go. And so we see, I believe, the, uh, the, the response, the very first response here, we see the tragedy. And unfortunately, somebody, people, some people make the tragic mistake of making this decision. We see that Orpah does just this. Scripture says that there was emotional time. They hugged one another. They cried. They wept. This was difficult. This was hard. But she hugs her mother-in-law, and, and then she turns around and goes 
back and worships the other gods. The first response then unfolds. The first response that you see when tragedy comes your way is this. Will you make the decision to turn around and go back? This happens here in the story. And again, tragic story that we see. It's unfortunate. But the scripture says that we see another decision. We see another choice. We see where Ruth clung to her. And I love the next passage of scripture that we read. It says in verse 15 of Ruth chapter 1. It says, and she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Again, out of emotion. Go with Orpah. Just leave. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Love that capital G. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. Second response. And I pray we'll make the roof response today to tragedy and things that come in our way. And maybe somebody's here today who's been in a tragedy in the past, and you're still trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. Listen, we see the response of Ruth that says, God, I'm going to keep going after you. I'm going to keep going the direction that you're going. I'm not going back. I refuse to go that way. I'm going with you to the very end of the way. And I'm going to follow this God. I love this, this, this decision. This choice is what we, we have. But then in verse 18, again, the emotions happen and in the struggle, the meltdown unfolds. In verse 18, it says this. It says that when she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. I ain't going to say nothing. <clears throat> Could right there. You insert your own little thing. But is this not what happens so many times? But it did not deter her. She had made up in her mind that she was pressing forward, that she was moving in, that she refused to go back. And a matter of fact, I think this is a picture of what happens in our life when we go through tragic times. You see the people that were surrounded her that were a part of her life. You see one leave and you see one love. You see one walk away and one walk with her. Matter of fact, that's going to happen in your life sometimes when you go through difficult situations. There's going to be some turn around and walk away from you, and there's going to be some walk with you. Listen, what you have to do is this, that you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Whether they love you or leave you, you've got to keep moving forward and keep your eyes on God. That's what we see here. And I love the beautiful picture here. I see this in Todd and Kim when they went through what they went through. It was tough. Matter of fact, man, I, I, I was in the hospital, man, praying over him, family, praying over him, this church, I mean, agreeing together. And I seen him in a very difficult place. But you know what I heard from Todd? Her Todd say, man, regardless of what happens, man, I trust God. I'm going to heaven no matter what happens. I trust him, but I'm believing. You know what text I would get from Kim? God's healing him. He's touching him. He's doing a work in his body. I'm believing for that. I'm standing on that. You're faced with the decision. Which one will you do? Which one will you make? And I think so many times we, we get to where it's either like, I'm going to be Ruth or I'm going to be Orpah. And you know what happens when we do that? You know who you become? Naomi. 
Because the third response in the story is this. We see first one turn to walk away, one continue to walk forward, but we see now Naomi right in the center of the struggle. She comes up and she does this. She gets back to Judah. She comes back into the land of where she comes from. It's been 10 years. But you know what happens? It's been 10 years and everybody comes back around them. And I love that. I think that's how it's supposed to be. If somebody, if somebody does walk away, something does happen and there's a separation time, something goes that way. If they come back into your life, man, love them. Come back around them. I think it's so important. I think it's a picture of what the church is supposed to do, how the body of Christ is supposed to be, that we love people when they come home. And they come and they gather around her. You know what they were saying? They were saying, hey, it's Naomi. It's Naomi. You know what's her name mean? Pleasant. Pleasant. And they were saying, hey, look, it's pleasant. But Naomi does this. Naomi says, don't call me Naomi anymore. You know what I want you to call me? I want you to call me bitter. And she gets into this place to where she starts saying, you know something, God dealt these things. These things came my way, and now I'm struggling with this. And she got into a place of being bitter. She got into a place of struggle. And this is what happens to us so many times. Man, it's like we're in the middle, and we're faced with a situation, and God's saying, man, follow me. Keep coming. Keep trusting me. I got something better for you regardless of what's going on in your life right now. Trust me. Or we'll go back, or we'll do this. We'll get in the middle, and at one moment, want to pray. God and go to Judah and then the next moment say, man, I'm bitter. Listen, let me tell you what double-mindedness is. The Bible says that makes you unstable in all your ways. And so you have to make the decision, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust his word. And I love that these women gather around her. And I believe there was some healing that's kept going on. And there were some prayers that began to take place. It's so important. And we must make the decisions for ourselves when stuff comes our way. Or maybe what's happened before today. How are you going to respond to it? I love what Ruth does. You can see this throughout chapter 2 where Ruth is saying things like the favor of the Lord. That's another word for grace to where she's looking for in these difficult times for the grace of God. And she's looking for in difficult tragedies for the hand of God to show up for him to work. Charles Spurgeon says this, it's those who dive into the sea of affliction that bring up rare pearls. And I want you to understand some of the things that you faced. I've been by you about, uh, with a lot of you as you've gone through difficult times. It's tough. It's hard. There's some of you men who have had to face things and men that are not fair, that hurt. You face tragedy. But please understand this. God can take the difficult situation and he can turn it around and make it work for you. He can take the tragedy that you go through and turn around and make it for the best interest in your life. We see this unfold here. And the third and final point is this this morning. God is at work. God is at work even in the worst of times. God is at work even in the worst of times. I want the uh, worship team to gather around. And as they come up, I want you for just a moment to just get this settled in your heart. And I've seen this. It's, it's some of the most difficult times in my life that I've gone through personally that have been some of the most important. I'm telling you, some of the most difficult things that I've faced. And you may not be able to see it right now. You may not, it's, it's hard when you're in the middle of it, and, and it's difficult when you're in, in, right in the middle of that place. But this is what I love. I love this about Naomi. Yeah, she struggled, but you know what I love about her? She was honest. 
She was honest. And you know what I think a lot of times, and whether it's, it's, it's church, religion, just the enemy, whatever it is, a lot of times people can't be honest. And we've done what Todd said, that when they come up and ask you, hey, how you doing? Hey, good. Great. How you doing? But you know something? Deep down you're hurting. Deep down you're, you're wounded. And this is what I love. I, I love this about Naomi. It was her brokenness that I believe ultimately led to her wholeness. And it's that she was at least honest. And, and every week in this church, if, whether you come here every week or you already know this, if this is your first time, I want you to understand what's going to happen. You go, this church, we're going to come up. We're going to worship God. We're going to open God's word together. And we're going to share it with you. We're going to speak truth into your life. You know what happens next? You get the opportunity to respond to that. I just want you to know what kind of church this is. This is a church where you can be honest. There's places where Todd couldn't get up and just say, man, you know something, God did this miraculous thing, gave me a new liver, and he'd done a miraculous work in my life, and I served him for a little while, but I turned. He said in the first service, I don't, I'm not sure if he said it in this one, but he said, man, I quit listening. You know what I love about God? He didn't give up on Todd. He wasn't through with him. Matter of fact, I believe God's going to continue to do some miraculous things. He's going to put him before people. He's going to give him opportunities to share his story. It's going to build people's faith. There's going to be miraculous things happen. But here's what we have to decide to do. What will I do when the difficult time comes my way? What will I do with what's happened in my past? You know what's happened there? It's just so many times, so many ways. Man, we're roofed for a little while. Following you, God. I'm following you to the end. You know what happens? We let the emotions get the best of us sometimes. And we turn around, man, and we say, man, forget that. I'm going to go back to my other God. We find ourselves just as bad. We're right in the middle going, man, I'm going to praise you. Listen, this is what the good news about God is that he loves us regardless of what decisions you've made. And he's not through with you. He has you here today because he has a purpose and a plan for you. And he's not done yet. You've got to understand that. He is not through with you. Next week, I'm going to introduce you to my favorite character in the story. Someone that comes along. And in the land where we see again where there was no king, someone who steps in and who plays a very crucial role in the part of the story in Ruth's life. It's kind of like one of those, I'm like, I'm going to tell him now, tell him now. This guy's name's Boaz, and he's a bad dude, man. You need to come back and hear about what happens when this guy comes onto the scene and what he does. And this is what's awesome. It was a decision that Ruth made not to go back that put her in the place to where she could meet the person that would change her life. This has been a podcast of Pastor Terry Rogers brought to you by Faith Renewed. For more information about us, please visit faithrenewed.org. For questions, feel free to contact us via email at info at faithrenewed.org.